When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back with another another banger, another great episode over here. We got Rob. episode 62, the triple header, the granddaddy of them all, never, ever going to be repeated ever again by any human being on the face of the earth, almost impossible. I don't even see Sports Center. I don't see ABC. I don't see these crews doing that. Rob, this podcast is about to be straight fire. We are going to roll into this with the listeners. Rob, tell them what we did on a Saturday in September in 2017. All right. Saturday in September. This was kicking off. This was game day. All right. This was Saturday. Saturday are for the boys, Saturdays for Rick and Rob Brandt going to college football games. Um, so epic sports road trip, Southeast, 12 games in nine days, a triple header. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. I'm going to give a brief overview and then we're going to dive into it. Rick and I went to three, not one, not two, but three massive college football division one games in one day in the span of less than 24 hours 18 hours we went to go see clemson at 12 o'clock we went to go see georgia at 4 30 in athens georgia and then we ended it at that time it was called the goat the greatest opener of all time and it was alabama versus florida state in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and it was an 8:30 kickoff and that was that was the the itinerary we had suits for every game we had orange tuxedos we looked like straight up dumb and dumber um we had red tuxedos for Georgia 
And then we had Crimson Tuxedos for Alabama. So we are rooting for Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama. Rick, let's dive in to game day. And let's not skip anything. This is going to be a long episode. This is going to be like 45 minutes probably. We're going to rock and roll with this thing because the content is so good. Rob, I think that this could arguably be the greatest day in the history of the Brothers brand. We have had some amazing experiences. I think of Super Bowl 2015 media day, the Super Bowl itself. We've had some really memorable moments together. This is probably the number one, just because of the logistics and just because of what we pulled off. As you said, Clemson is kicking off their season at noon on campus, and the place was just rocking. You could feel the energy. They had just won the national championship the previous season. We had toured the facilities the day before, and here it was, game day morning at Clemson, we're decked out, as you said, three-piece orange tuxedos, got our Clemson. With a bow tie. Right, bow tie, Clemson lapel pins. We were just ready to go, and we were bringing a ton of energy. So let's get into this, because we're on campus. We're around the stadium. There was a radio uh, show going on. This was 8 a.m. This was like 8 a.m. we were around campus. Sun was just coming up. People were starting to tailgate for a 12 o'clock kickoff. And we ended up participating and being a part of the Clemson on game day campus radio show for just a brief period of time. They were fired up to hear about our trip. And what was so cool is I remember us being like interviewed uh, during this show at 8 a.m. And then later in the day, Rob, leading up to the game or during the game, people were like, hey, are you guys the, the, the brothers Brant that are like traveling on this three day and 12 game, yeah. nine day trip? Yeah, don't, don't skip it, baby. Don't skip it. This is this is this is gold right here. Rick and I walking around campus. We're like, what do we do? It's eight o'clock, four hours till kickoff, two hours before the gates open up. We just got to find stuff to do. Got to crash some tailgates. And we see what Rick said, this Clemson game day radio show set up with the lights, with the stage, but nobody was around them. Like for college game day, you have like surrounded with signs. So we were like, this is kind of weird. And we walked over and then uh, we're listening to these people and they were, you know, commentating back and forth about the game. And, uh, and we were like, where are all the people? And we just go up to them and go, oh, no, no, no. They're all listening in like their RVs in the RV park. Like nobody comes to this, but they're listening to the radio. So we, you know, we got the tuxedos on and and when you have the tuxedos on it's just wow like like these guys are here balling out everybody was coming up to us asking us questions wanting to take pictures with us so for you fans listening make a splash with suits like we said when you wear suits to a sporting event you look official when you wear tuxedos you look official slash awesome and people want to get photos with you they want to embrace it kids are coming up to you so uh a little break in the radio show and then we introduce ourselves we tell them we're on this epic sports road trip and they're like oh my god we gotta interview you guys and they were amped up to interview us they interviewed us for like that 90 seconds whatever it was two minutes and you're right that set the tone for what was about to happen for the rest of the day and we had um there was a couple of people there that had national championship rings. So we got to wear national championship rings, take pictures with them. And that's key to the story too, because once we left there, we went over to the stadium. So we went to the stadium and then we went to the RV park. Rick, tell them who we met at the stadium. 
Yeah, so that wasn't the last time we were going to see national championship rings, my friend. We went over to the stadium and we're like hanging out outside. We're not sure like what the protocol is here on game day at Clemson, but we're just like taking it all in. And there was this woman. She was dressed in all orange, pretty much from her toes up to her neck in just the exact bright orange. I believe the expression is head to toes, right? Head to toes. Head to toes. So here we go. We start chit-chatting with this lady and she's like, y'all look so great. I got to get a picture with y'all. You guys just, and she was bringing a lot of energy herself. Like she was like really into what we were. Hospitality. Right. And we didn't think too much of it, but then, whoa, this woman had around her neck, a nice necklace. And then instead of it being like a little, like whatever symbolic piece at the bottom of the necklace, like a cross or something, it was the national championship ring. Like it was there on her like necklace and Rob, we were both like, how did you get that? Like, what did you do to like, where did this come from? And she's like, oh, my son gave it to me. And we were like, your son? And she was like, yeah, my son, Dabo Sweeney, the coach of the uh, Clemson Tigers. And she was just like, so awesome about it. So cool about it. And if you know the backstory about it, Dabo doesn't come from a lot. Like they lived in like a one bedroom house growing up and like the mom took care of them. And it's such a great story. And uh, now he's like one of the most famous, successful, wealthy coaches of all time. And Dabo, Dabo went to Alabama and played football at Alabama. And I think his mom actually lived in the dorm with him or something like that. It was some crazy story, just Wikipedia. Right. So she already had mad respect from us before we even met her. And then the fact that we coincidentally met her and she was like enthralled with our attire and our energy it was mutual. We have such a great picture of the three of us together in all orange, pretty much. And then we got a chance to shortly thereafter meet her son. So, Rob, walk the listeners through how this went down, how the police were involved, and the moment in which Dabo Sweeney yeah. wrapped yeah. his arms around yeah. us. So, so, so we're rocking, you know, orange tuxedos. I'll, I'll throw it up on, on Instagram. And, you know, uh, we're standing out. We got, like, the alligator orange shoes. Clemson hat rock and all that stuff. We well, we go to the RV park, have a great time there. People were giving us jello shots. They were like, "You guys are the brothers Brandt from uh, from New Jersey, right, or something like that on your road trip." <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was awesome. We had a blast. And then every major football uh, team, college football team, has a pride walk. So the pride walk, like Alabama has it, Texas A and M has it. All these teams have it. And the pride walk, basically, uh, the teams will get dropped off in their buses like about, I don't know, 200, 300 yards from the stadium. And then they'll barricade. So it's a nice little alleyway for them to walk and give high fives to fans, take pictures with kids. And they're decked out in their, in their awesome, you know, suits, looking real sweet, got some bling on, got that Beats headphones on. You've seen it on TV walking up to the game. And Rick and I go to this pride walk area. The ti- they call it the Tiger Walk. And uh, we're hanging out and we, we get to the front. We go to like the barricade. Like we're not, we're not trying to be hanging on the barricade. We go to like the entrance and we're chilling there. They have like, like some, some tailgate has like jump around blasting. Like I remember it was like, jump around, get up, get down, jump around. And I, like, it was just awesome. House of pain was rocking. Rick and I were having a great time, bringing a lot of energy, had the suits rocking and, and we're standing right in front of the pride walk and a state trooper comes up and grabs me on my shoulder and and I go oh am I getting arrested like what did I do what did I do and I'm like Rick 
this isn't good. And he looks at me and he just up downs me and goes, I love y'all suits. I love y'all energy. You guys are going to be the welcome party for Dabo and the team. You guys are going to stand right here. I'm going to be right behind you. All right. And we were like, hell fucking yeah. <laughs> so then we're hanging out, having a good time, taking pictures with kids, giving high fives to all these, all these fans and stuff. It was, it was awesome. It was rocking. And then the buses come up, the buses come up. And this was you, Rick. This was you. You just real aggressive, real aggressive, but not too aggressive aggressive but not too aggressive what you did Dabo comes off he's the first person off the bus and we and Rick you just go hey Mr. Sweeney can we get a picture and he was like yeah sure let's do it let's go Tigers and you know wraps his arms around us and and it's uh it's it's arguably one of my favorite photos we've ever taken with somebody because uh, the energy the excitement the story behind it and like you know if you were there it was like you were jazzed up I'm getting chills just reliving it and and we get that picture and, and Rick's like, yeah, Dabo, we actually got a picture with your mom earlier. And he just started laughing. He's like, oh, it's awesome, man. <laughs> and uh, we're like, all right, good luck today, coach. And da we dabbed up Dabo <laughs> and sent him on his way. <laughs> Rob, Rob, if that had been it for the day, that would have been amazing. It was a picture perfect, glorious, like 75, 80 degree day. And, but that wasn't it, Rob. Like now it was like, let's go to the stadium we have our tickets right so yeah. like we're heading over to the stadium and we get into the stadium super early fans listeners out there that's always critical get into the stadium early good things will happen rob we got into the stadium and i remember us like sightseeing checking things out and then just like the the confidence that we were bubbling with that day in those suits absolute swagger swagger there was no more swagger like if you had too much swagger you wouldn't have been able to walk that day we were as confident as could be and i remember walking with you down the lower bowl and getting up to like where there's like a little entrance gate couple steps down out onto the field and i remember there was a young security guard almost like like he was in college years old, like probably junior college or clemson or something like that yeah and I was just, I straight up said to him, I go, hey, we're going to go down onto the field uh, over by the cheerleaders. We'll be back over in a little while. And because of our attire and because of the confidence, he like moved to the side, opened up like the little like area for us to walk through. And he goes, all right, I'll see you guys in a little bit. No questions, no, no credentials, nothing. Just boom, right well, we down. Did, we did. The power of a lanyard, my friend. The power of a lanyard. We had the Clemson lanyards that we bought on Amazon uh, with our nosebleed ticket tucked into the plastic thing, tucked in the inside coat pocket. So like the lanyard wasn't showing, um, but it was just like the, the, the physical ticket was not showing, but the lanyard was showing. So it looked like we had something. And we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to get to that a little bit later because I have a funny story to tell about that. Rob, we get down out of the field and it was like, kids in a candy shop we were just like doing whatever we wanted to do taking pictures wherever we wanted to be and a couple encounters i remember so like the teams are starting to come out onto the field they're starting to warm up the referees are out there and at this point it was like getting close to kickoff it was probably like 20 minutes away from kickoff now now rick i was nervous when we were down there i was like really nervous like you had the swagger you had the confidence and we were just like all right we got to blend in super bowl media day relive that we got to find somebody to talk to and we were just grabbing people to talk to like there was 
20 year old kids there on the field that were like equipment people doing some camera stuff. And we were just connecting with them, talking to them, trying to blend in. Cause that's what you gotta do. You get, if you're on the field, you gotta, and you're not supposed to be there. You gotta blend in. You gotta start talking to somebody. Cause if you're having a conversation with somebody, then it, it looks like you're supposed to be there. If you're just looking sketchy, you're going to get booted right away. So we, we started talking to this awesome kid for like 30, 40 minutes, just catching up. Uh, and, and Rick, yeah, tell the, tell the hilarious stories that happened after that. Well, first we ended up going out to midfield. We went out to midfield, like stood on the 50 yard line on the playing surface, like the stadium starting to pack up. Like, what are we doing down there? And then a referee, a referee, mind you, is running full speed, like out of energy. He comes running, charging over to us as if he's got to get to the locker room. And he says, guys, I only have a few minutes, but real quick, I got to get a picture with y'all. I'm refereeing this game today. You guys look fantastic. I probably shouldn't do this. I'm probably going to lose my job, but I got to get a picture with y'all. And we got a picture with like the head referee that day. He was hilarious. Then the Clemson mascot came over and was like digging our outfit so much so that he came over and he's a tiger and he's got a long tail. And like we were getting pictures together. And then one of the pictures that he started doing was like pretending to polish our like really nice orange shoes, dress shoes with his tail. And then like the photos we have from it are so epic, so funny. Let's get into what happened like around kickoff. We walked out into the end zone area. The balloons are flying. The team's running down the hill. And then at that point, the stadium is absolutely 100% packed. And we could have and probably should have went up to our seats. But we opted to stay on the sidelines. And Rob, take it from here. We got a lot of content coming at you. Oh, my God. This was insane. This is arguably the coolest day of my life in terms of the Brothers Brandt, like, sports road trips. Like, Super Bowl media day was nuts. Like, this is, like, one or two in, like, Oregon. Like, these are, like, my three, like, top. Like, I can't believe this happened. And then, like, meeting Tim Tebow and all this other stuff. But, like, dude, this is this is insane. So, Rick and I go over that end zone that we went to the day before where the, the hill and they come down and, and the, the best 30 seconds in sports, you know, leading up to the game. And um, we're hanging out there. They have like an, um, an ROTC program, like all big schools have an ROTC program. And we kind of lucked out. The sergeant for the ROTC program was absolutely loving our outfits absolutely goes yo these are the coolest things i'm putting you guys on instagram i'm putting you guys on snapchat like yo come on and like getting in photos with us like really loving it and then we were hanging out with the rotc like you know decked out in the color guard they were the ones that presented the flag at the at the start of the game and uh turns out we talked to this one kid this random kid and we're like yo where are you from man he goes i'm actually from new jersey and we're like no way we're from new jersey <laughs> and he goes where are you from? where are you guys from we're like red bank he goes i'm from middletown <laughs> which red bank and middletown are the towns next to each other and he went to saint john vienne private high school and we went to red bank regional which like we played each other in sports so like of all the people to connect with this kid was just loving the fact that we were from like red bank catching up playing the name game all that stuff so we were immersed in the rotc program like they were just loving our outfits taking photos and so the, uh, you know, the, ga- the game starts, like, you know, so many awesome pictures there. The, the, the sergeant for the ROTC program was like, hey, do you guys want water? Like, we got a cooler over here. You guys are probably hot as hell in those suits. Like, we'll get you some water. So he was giving us water, like, all day, like, you know, anything we needed. And Clemson was playing Kent State, okay? So this was like their warm-up game because they just won the natty. They're getting a warm-up game in. And they absolutely 
destroyed Kent State, like 50 to seven or something like that. And uh, we're hanging out and Clemson scores a touchdown. They score the first touchdown within like 30 seconds. Like, so we didn't know this, but Clemson, the ROTC program goes out and does push-ups in the end zone for all the points. So, you know, you score seven points, they do seven push-ups. When they score 14, you do 14 push-ups and like you keep adding on. So, uh, so we were like, I was like, wow, it's so cool. And I don't know what got over me, but I was just like, I went over to the Sarge and I was like, man, we built so much rapport. I'm just going to ask him if we can go out there and take, uh, do push-ups with the ROTC program. So I walk over to him. I go, hey, Sarge, I'm totally cool if you say no, but my brother and I would love to get out there for when Clemson scores again and do 14 push-ups with your, with your squad. And he just goes, absolutely. Hell yeah. Let's get your boys out there. So then he brings over like, you know, the person that, uh, that reports to him and just goes, these two are going to be joining you when you guys do pushups, they're going to do 14 pushups. And then they're going to hold the, hold the tiger up to do his pushups on this like board. So Clemson comes down, scores a touchdown, the brothers Brant join the ROTC program and do 14 pushups in the end zone in a packed house of like 80,000 people in our orange tuxedos and then go over and hold up this big board for the Clemson uh, Tiger to do his 14 push-ups in front of the crowd. Then we hop up on the on the railing and get an awesome photo with like the crowd in the background, which was insane. It was such a perfect photo. And it was a route. Clemson just started running up the score like 24 nothing in like the first quarter. And uh, I'll tell I'll tell a quick little story. So like, you know, then we then we come back and that same state trooper that got us our spot for Dabo was ironically right where we were standing on the field. And Rick and I were hanging out and I we have our lanyards on and he just came over and I don't know why he didn't do anything. He literally he lifted my lanyard out of my inside coat pocket, looked at it and looked at me. And I, I was waiting for him to give me the boot. I was like, here it comes. He's going to go, what are you doing down here? And he literally looks at it, looks at me and you got to mind yourself. It's like a little like fold up, you know, piece of paper with my nosebleed ticket on it. And he just goes and then puts it back in. <laughs> yeah. He shrugged his shoulders and just put it back into the inside of your coat pocket in the space. Like, have a great day, sir. Continue yeah. to do what you're doing because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, it was unbelievable. We don't typically leave a game early. We had a lot to do that day. And listeners out there, this was just the first game. So halftime rolls around, probably third quarter-ish. And we're like, you know what? Listen, we've seen what we've needed to see. We've conquered what we've needed to conquer. Our swag is through the roof, both of us. And at that point, Rob, we get going, we get going. And we ended up um, getting in the car, driving an hour south to Athens, Georgia. And what we did as soon as we pulled into Athens, Georgia was get out of our orange suits and get into our red suits. And it was about 3.30, four o'clock-ish, kickoff was 4.30. So um, it was getting close to game time. We weren't able to get in like, first ones in the stadium but we ended up walking around the uh, uh excuse me the georgia football stadium and we ended up participating in a little bit of like their walk as well i remember there was like the cheerleaders the band uh that was pretty awesome we ended up meeting a few people that were tailgating um again picture perfect day 
And um, that was just so cool. And then we got into the stadium itself. We were in our red suits. We had our lapel pins on for Georgia. Walk our listeners through how that went down and how we got a chance to be in between the hedges at Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I think it's like, it was just so crazy. Like we literally, like, like we almost looked like, (laughs) we almost looked like serial killers because like in our car, there were all these different outfits like for us to wear. (laughs) Like I just watched Pineapple Express and there was like, you know, Seth Rogen is like a service, uh, like he processes people and he has like all these different outfits in the back of his trunk. (laughs) And I'm like, that made me think of like our sports road trip because, you know, we left Clemson to we literally stripped down to our boxers even changed our socks and changed it to georgia like you know bulldog socks and then put on the red tuxedos and all these tuxedos cost us like 99 bucks from like amazon or something they were super cheap but they looked flashy as hell and like the 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 uh the shoes were like 20 bucks each so it's just like really important like picture me and rick in like our rental car with like all these different outfits lined up and then like changing before we have to drive like an hour to Athens. So then we get to Athens and yeah, the, the, you know, University of Georgia is so historic and so rich in, in, in his, in football history with so many Heisman winners and, you know, great teams and, and great professional players that have come out, come out, especially in like recent years. So they have, um, uh, they have hedges, like beautifully manicured hedges around their, um, around the field, not the actual field, but from like where the grandstand stops. And then there's beautifully manicured hedges. So it's like between the hedges, like that's something you'll hear CBS announcers say, and Fox announcers say, and, you know, it's, it's just like very iconic. Like that's one of the iconic things. It's like Wrigley field with the Ivy, but this is like hedges around uh, Georgia's field. And I got to, I got to be honest with you, Rick, Georgia, a plus plus in security. No way we're getting down onto the field, doing our normal shenanigans, confidence, swagger. We had a lot of it and we're trying to find a way to get down on the field, to take a picture on the field. Cause we were like, you know what, how cool would it be if we get pictures on each of these, on each of these fields throughout the game or throughout the day. And we, we finally go over to a corner of the end zone and we're hanging out and there's a gate there and they are, they are so protective of this field. Like they're doing a great job, you know, no way we're just going to be able to walk on. And we see this, this husband and wife come off the field with their badges and everybody's got these really nice credentials on. And I, we just, we just go up to them and say, Hey, uh, you know, we, we start building rapport with them. Great day, great game, you know, I'm excited to be here. And we share our story on our sports road trip. And then I ask the wife and I go, Hey, could we, um, can we borrow those badges from you guys and just take a quick picture on the field and then come right back and give them to you? And she was just like, yeah, yeah, you can totally do that. We'll be right here. And I was like, I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So we get these badges, but these badges aren't from anybody. These badges were from um, a, a baseball coach for the University of Georgia. And we're talking football, but the University of Georgia baseball program is arguably the best in the country if not one of the best, if not the best in the country, producing professional uh, baseball players year after year after year in national championships. And this was one of the coaches for the team. And prior to being a legend at Georgia for the past like 10 or 15 years, he was on the Yankees pitching uh, coach staff and he won 
all of those World Series in the 90s with the Yankees. So this dude is an absolute legend. Rick, do you have his name by any chance? I don't have his name. We'll have to get back to our listeners on that. But as you said, amazing guy, uh, just so much baseball knowledge. I remember us chopping it up a little bit with him about that. We got the badges. We had the credentials. We got out onto the field. It was like really, really awesome. And we got to meet a special somebody. Rick, tell, tell him who this special somebody is. It just so happened that the athletic director for the University of Georgia happened to be on the field in the same proximity in where we were standing. And we started chopping it up and we got a picture with him. And it turns out that this fella's name was none other than the legendary Greg McGarity. Greg McGarity did so much in his lifetime to help the University of Georgia. He actually went to the University of Florida before and worked in their athletic department. He has done so much for the SEC and college football. He, at the time, was the athletic director for the University of Georgia, and we connected there, and we have since followed up. He is a friend of the pod. He has been on the podcast. He has shared his story. We love Greg McGarry. Shout out to wherever you are these days, Greg. Go dogs. Go Gators. We love you. And so great time. Amazing. Rob, we, I remember jumped in actually shortly thereafter to the crowd. The Georgia Bulldog crowd looks like kind of like the, the dark hole with the, with the Oakland Raiders and now the Las Vegas Raiders where everybody's dressed up with like this crazy attire. It kind of looks scary and dangerous, but it's all fun spirited and like people's chests and faces are painted. They look like they're, you know, just ready to go into battle. And so us getting some fun picks with them. We didn't stick around too long for this game, actually. Uh, we enjoyed our time in Athens. It was another route. They were playing Appalachian State, so they really did a number on them in this cupcake game. And then it was time for us to get on the road and travel another hour south to Atlanta, where at 8.30 at night, the Alabama Crimson Tide were taking on, as you said, the Florida State Seminoles at this brand new stadium. It was actually like the first game ever played in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, home of the Atlanta Falcons. We'll get into it eventually about the uh, architecture of this stadium and how amazing it was. But as Rob said earlier, we had all these different suits. So when we pulled into Atlanta, we swapped out our red everything for crimson everything. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me, let me change it up. Georgia hat taken off, Alabama hat put on. Right. And that's the hat. And we had the suits, we had the lapel pins, we had the lanyards, everything about it was perfect, Rob. The atmosphere was buzzing. It had already been a great day of college football. Little did anybody know that we had just come from two phenomenal college campuses earlier in the day. Uh, We had been burnt red from the sun. We are on an absolute bender, but not even drinking. Just, just, just tired, but excited, tired, but excited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And our energy, we ramped it up because we knew we needed to bring it for just a few more hours. And then we'd get a chance to rest the next day on Sunday before continuing with this epic 12 games in nine days road trip. But this is the first day, the granddaddy of them all. And here we are coming up, walking up towards this epic stadium that is just so like for years waiting to be unveiled. And we just happen to be 
in this stadium now for its first ever game. And we have the swagger through the roof. The suits are on. We have no intentions of going to the upper decks and sitting in our nosebleed seats. No, well, we well, 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 back up. Yeah, our nosebleed seats were were those those were nose, nosebleed seats, right? For for this game, this was nosebleed. Most definitely. Okay. Okay. But we didn't get anywhere near them, Rob. We made our way down close towards the field, and you'll recall, listeners out there, this was a hilarious funny story that'll play into one of our upcoming podcasts we ended up being decked out and we had our lanyards and didn't have seats for down low but a security guard stopped us loved our attire so much so that he was saying hey i gotta get a picture with y'all i got i have to get a picture like if my life ends tomorrow it has to be you know i have to have had this picture with you two the energy the suits Let's do this. So we get this great photo with the security guard, both on his phone and our phone. That would come into play several days later when we would return to this stadium for another game in different colored suits, cheering on a different team. And we happen to then run into him again. So anyway, we encounter these security officers. They loved our suits so much so that they didn't even question our seating and where we were supposed to be that they just let us walk down towards the field. And as we're getting down towards the field, we're not even familiar with the layout of the stadium, but we see like an on-field suite area and we see stairs to walk down it. And we just walked right down. I think we walked past a security guard that again, did not stop us because of our swagger and our suits. Yeah, Rob, we walked down and the first person I saw was dressed in all orange. And there's only one man out there that dresses in all orange all the time. His name is Lawrence Levy, a.k.a. Marlins Man. Friend of the Marlins pod. Man. Friend of the pod. Love Lawrence Levy. This guy travels around exclusively 250 days out of the year going to sporting events. And only the best of the best does he go to. This man just is an idol to us. And I had met him a few years prior. Um, at Yankee Stadium, we had built a relationship on this very road trip, a week from the day that we're at this Alabama football game, he had gifted us, he had gifted us tickets to a Miami Marlins baseball game that a few days later, a week from then, that we would eventually be sitting in his seats. So there was rapport, there was a relationship, we have each other's cell phone numbers. And lo and behold, Lawrence Levy is standing none other than 10 feet away from us. And it was, it was like, hey, the brother's friend. Hey, Lawrence Levy, what's going on, brother? And that was a fun embrace and a fun time to hang out with him. Rob, get into how things played out. Yeah, so this setup, just to give the uh, listeners an idea. So um, when you go to Mercedes-Benz Superdome, Superdome, which I highly recommend you do, it is, you know, with exception to the SoFi Stadium and Las Vegas one at this time, it was the best in the country. And now it's like those top three. You need to go see it. The architecture is beautiful and they design it so it's so loud. It is so loud. And this is the kickoff. You know, half the stadium is Florida State. Half the stadium is Alabama. It's ironic because they're both kind of a crimson maroon color. So you had no idea who was rooting for who until a good play happened for Alabama. 
and then you could see truly and hear how many Alabama fans there were. And then when a good play would happen for Florida State, then you could see how many Florida State fans there were. So it was, it was very interesting dynamic. And where we were, when you go to the stadium, if you have tickets in the lower section 20 to 20 yard line, you get access to underneath the grandstand is like this awesome bar set up and, you know, club, on-field club. And, you know, you still buy food there. But I got to say, it was dirt cheap compared to like Yankee Stadium, New York prices. Beers were like $5. Arthur, Arthur Blank uh, said that he's going to keep the prices relatively low for everybody to enjoy the game. Um, so, you know, beers were like five bucks. Food was like pretty cheap. So we were having a blast down there. And once we were in, once we got down past the security guard and then downstairs, we were locked and loaded, taking pictures with everybody. Everybody wanted to get photos of us. And uh, we go right up to the right up to we're on the field. So we're on the turf field and there's a barricade between us and the, and Florida state and the team. And, you know, we're taking all these photos and the game, the game ends up being not the greatest opener of all time. Alabama ends up winning by like multiple touchdowns, but Rick and I were like, all right, we got to get on the field for this. We got to get on the field. So there was a little gate off the side shoot next to us. And a security guard was standing there. We were building rapport with her. She was like, I love y'all suits. Your suits are awesome. Like, and we were just like, Hey, can we just get a quick picture? Like right there on the field, we'll like be make it super quick. And she was just like, man, I could lose my job. And she just goes, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we get an awesome pick in our Alabama swag on the field, uh, you know, by the, by the end zone almost, we got like a nice little, uh, you know, uh, by the, um, by the pylon, which was pretty cool. Uh, so that was it. Three games, three days, got pictures on the field. We were having a blast. What are you saying? Three games in three days? No, this was three games in one day. I'm tired. We walked walked away with pictures on all three fields in three different tuxedos. It was like midnight by the time we got out of that stadium. And for the next day, we just had to like recover. We had to get like pumped with different fluids just to like get back to where we needed to be because this was only day one of our road trip listeners out there. We are going to continue on this gravy train for several more episodes, giving you the details, the behind the scenes of how this trip went down. But if this isn't a a just phenomenal way to start, I don't know what is three games, one day, Rob, I'll always remember it as one of the best days ever of our lives. And geez, that's about it for me. Yeah, triple header, Clemson won, Georgia won, Alabama won. We're starting off 3-0 and on this on this 12-game road trip, so pretty amazing. Sunday was an off day, needed the day to recover, needed the day to sleep in, relax, and then we're going to pick right back up because we're coming right back to the Superdome on Monday night for Tennessee versus Georgia Tech. Oh, man, what an epic game that was. I'm signing off. I'm Rob Brandt. I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.